Happy Halloween, Jerry. Oh, it's Halloween today? I figured you would be the last person to know, so I thought I'd let you give you a oh, man, head start. Man, that was start. a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah, I know it's a surprise. I figured you didn't know. Yeah. I figured I'd help you out. I'm very capable. Thank you. I'm very yeah. capable of surprise. I can be surprised easily. Yeah, because you know so little. That's easy. I, uh, when it comes to dates and the day and all that stuff, I am clueless. I have a very difficult time. But enough about me. How you doing? Yeah. What are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing the Season of the Rat shirt. Oh, okay. I'm wearing the uh, the wolf shirt. I'm wearing the one. Uh, I live here, too. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hosted by Bonfire. You know, Proceeds I was trying to go to the Center for Human and Nature. Center for Humans and Nature. I, you know, I was trying to figure out how many times I've, you know, mentioned them not as a sponsor, but on the show. And I realized all I have to do is remember the time, number of times in that I've said something poorly about them, then just multiply it by two to make up for all the times I've had to apologize for my boorish behavior. And there you have it. I got a formula to figure that out. Mm. Boorish. I like that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, you need need some kind of formula, some kind of algorithm. Uh, But Mm. in any case, all right. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the deal. We know what we're wearing. We know what the sponsor is. Uh, That T-shirt I just mentioned. And now, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we are ready for a rat story. A lot of people look forward yeah, to Yeah, I'd like to have a rat story, but unfortunately we don't have one. But keep going. What? It's yours. I'm sorry. It's in your court. It's in your court. What? It's not in my court. That's not, I, I'm, I'm not a, a traitor. I respect rats. I, you, you apparently don't. What? But, I mean, you have a childhood that was built around um, um, the, the kind of animal, the rodent-like we're going to be talking about, because... You were obsessed and included as part of your name, so therefore it's still sticking with you. And there we have it. And of course, your wife has okay. a nice little bubble on this story, and you're kind of okay. uh, uh, under right. her thumb. And before you know it, we've got one rat, support, rat supporter uh, uh, between us. And uh, continue okay. on the story. It's not me. It's yeah, not I'm giving me. you a good intro, if you notice. Yeah, you yeah, you, <laughs> get the powder out. I mean, oh my God. Hey, look, I, I basically rough. vented three times before today just to get the, 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 the acrimony, all the bad stuff out so that we so didn't have is... to talk about the fact that your childhood was so screwed up that you thought you were a mouse, you aspired to be a mouse. I, what, what would you like to be? Oh, I want to be an FBI agent. Jerry, what do you want to be? I want to be a mouse. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, you, you see a signature, first of signature, and you see tails as part of it, and you think, oh, I get it. Oh, it was, it was sick, but <laughs> I, I thought I got all that out. Maybe so not. You are. You're inciting me. Here I try to be, I try to take the high road and all of a sudden I'm kind of, oh, it's bad. Okay. Let's hear the story though. Oh man. You're making it easy on me. This is sweet. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate okay. the challenge. I do. I really do. And I'm glad you got that out of your system before the show, oh. by the way. That was very thoughtful. Okay. The rat story this week is, as John indicated, not strictly speaking or not at all about mm. a rat. It's about Two mice, two mice squabbling over some crumbs uh, in the London Underground. It's mm-hmm. a photo. Now, this is a photo competition that's been going on for 55 years, and 48,000 photos were submitted 
And out of all those, there were four finalists, and one of them was chosen, and it's this picture. So and this picture the, the won the contest? Bombs. Yes, it did. Good. I'm glad you followed up on that. I was going to, but I thought, you know what, I'll let him do that. Because it basically gonna, yeah. shows all five pictures in the article. Four. And uh, the one with the orangutan is really bad. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about that. That made it's, me sad. Yeah, that made so, me but, sad. But, but the, I have a question because I know that the photographer has yeah. also received an award too. So what you're telling me is that we this is not one of the finalists. This is the winner. This is the winner. Good. This is the winner. Nature photography. Yeah. Now here's the deal. Uh, if you look at this picture, the if you look at this picture, it what's what's good about it is you get a sense of the proportion of these rat-like rodents. That's what I'm gonna call them, John, so I can still say the word rat. These rat-like rodents are fighting over things, but I mean they look like humans fighting. It looks like the bigger rat is trying, a uh, bigger excuse oh. me, mouse is trying to strangle the smaller mouse. <laughs> like he's got him by the lapels. Or by the neck, and he's trying to wring his neck. You, you'll see it's in the photo bomb. And then Good. I must warn you, my better half, Mary Jane Daniels, maiden name Mara, couldn't resist. When she saw this picture, she put a little bubble on it, like the big mouse was talking to the little mouse. And here's what he's saying: "I know it was you, Fredo." Straight from I God understand the pressure you're going through to put this non-rat story into the into the show. I'm a it's weak all, man. It's all well, I'm not, you are will really weak, yeah. wimped, uh, limp-wristed, well, hey, hey, whatever you want to call it. In my defense, <laughs> technically speaking, I'm not really a man, so I think yes. I'm doing a pretty good job under the circumstances. Yeah, we figured that out when you declared yourself Handicap. a mouse when you were a kid. We figured you weren't going to be a man. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, we got. Thank, I really appreciate your support, John. That was great. Uh, now, uh, uh, boy. That hurt. That hurt. You know, you went a little too far that time. A little too far. I felt good. It made me feel good. <laughs> All right. Then it makes you feel so good. Why don't you do the word, asshole? Hey, the word. Hey, listen, I'm the one who, and uh, I think this is a word which when I said, bro, I need some help with this word, and boy, did you deliver. Notice how I'm trying to recover a little bit. <laughs> so very little. So the word that we come up with is uh, GIF, G-I-F, which is an acronym for Graphic Interchange Format. Um, the the way it's pronounced is a little bit controversial. They go with the more common GIF, although I guess it could be what GIF too is a possibility. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are in the GIF camp because the first word is graphic with a hard G, so that's yeah. where it came from. But the inventor, the inventor of it says it's, says it's GIF. So um, the fact is that you, everybody has probably seen GIF at work or seen that it actually in play. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it. it took me three or four days to figure it out. But I, I think the most important thing about me finding this word is that <clears throat> typically when you're reading something and you see an acronym, you anticipate, though, wait a minute, did I miss something? Is there someplace earlier in the book where the acronym is given out, uh, given plus it shows in parentheses what the full three words mean, or the three, three words are? Mm -hmm. It wasn't there. I looked no. through it. It isn't. Then I realized that I was basically behind me. I was just kind of not out of it. It's like everybody knows this word, ding dong, is what I came, that was the conclusion I came up with. Mm. 
So uh, here's mm. what the way I look at it. You know you've been sent a text message that has a, uh emoji, okay? Yeah. But okay, occasionally emojis. you'll get one where you think somebody's really cute, and what they'll yeah. do is they'll give you one where it's actually a, a, a cartoonish animation thing where, for yeah. example, you say something that you feel is brilliant and somebody's trying to say you're an idiot and then they give you a picture of somebody hitting themselves on the head. You know, yep. yeah, you get that now. That is a that yep. is a, uh, a chip. It is. It is. Okay. A chip. So, yeah. listen, you you your background and is immense as it relates to this. You go back. You, you can get into the Wayback Machine when this first started. And why don't you do yeah. a little bit of that and, and let us know okay. the origin of the of – because the, I'll tell you, I, I mean, I didn't have to go to the dictionary to get the origin. I just went to the to somebody who lived it, and that happens oh. to be you. Oh, uh, okay, GIFs. Uh, first of all, a GIF is – it's like those old uh, animations that the people did 100 years ago where they get a tablet of uh, paper, and they draw iterations of an image on it that are changing slightly with each yep. page and then you flip through the pages and you have animation and that's essentially how a gif works and it, it's kind of cool and you know we used to have this editor on the mac back in the old days called resource editor and you could go in and you could edit a gif and you could see each image within the gif it's one file but it contains many pictures or images or drawings whatever you want to put in there that's of a graphic nature you can do it so that it is truly a graphic interchange format and GIFs were quickly adopted by all platforms. So you can put a GIF in a document or send it as a message to somebody and it works. How did I find out about it? Uh, this was, this was, John, what year was the San Francisco earthquake? You always remember this year. I can't. Oh yeah, that's 1989. 1989, that's it. Yeah. So it was 1989. Uh, uh, I, I got hired by Ziff Davis along with a handful of other people. And we all knew each other because we all worked together on an electronic publication called the Mac Underground that uh, Mary Jane and I uh, started up. And we sold it to Ziff Davis, and that's how they knew about me, my friend Chuck Farnham, John Anderson, Derek, uh, uh, another fellow. I forget his last name now. But anyway, we're all involved in this. And as part of uh, Ziff Davis wanted us to uh, start a program to digitize all their content, past and future. And toward that end, they wanted to partner with certain companies, and one of them was CompuServe. So we went mm -hmm. to CompuServe, this big behemoth in, in Ohio, and they were the big digital distributor at that time. They had like, bullet, it was like a big, huge bulletin board thing. And in 1980, it was a big deal. So in any case, the guy who they, one of the guys they first hired was the inventor of the GIF and you know, we got to spend three hours with him, and he explained how it was done. And, of course, you know, the only reason he invented it was for, wait for it, pornography. Oh, jeez. you got to be kidding me. No, no. We were in there, and this guy was truly obsessed. And he had no social skills whatsoever. And mm. uh, But he had, like, he wanted us to meet his girls, as he called them. This is 1980, and man... It was, even then, it was a little difficult to swallow. We went out of that room like, oh, man, this guy, I think I know why he named it Jif instead of GIF, because when he meets a woman, he's done in a GIF. <laughs> that's good. I like it. I, hey, it's the you know, that's the I etymology have. you're not going to yeah. find in your pocket dictionary. 
No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. Oh well, God. That, that's it, John. I mean, okay. Well, that's good. I, I, uh, I happen to run into this word as I, you know, mentioned that I saw this acronym mm-hmm. and it was in a book I'm reading called Swing Kings. And so I good saw book. it in, good book. because the, the, the book centers on videos, a lot of videos. So somebody said I shared a memorable gif of Manny Ramirez, a, a baseball hitting star swinging. Um, yeah. so yeah, uh, so it's all good. I mean, uh, I, I like it when we can have a word that has become a part of our language and it's, I yeah. think something which, uh, you know, everybody should probably know if they want to kind of be somewhat like outside the cave. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, people use them. You know, they use they use gifs. You know, I say gif and I think I started saying gif after I met that guy because I thought, well, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it like he does it. That's kind of like the way I, <laughs> I you know what I mean? I don't want to end up like that guy. That pervert. Oh, I didn't say that. It was a little it's, it's, it's a little more than being a pervert. A little kinky. It's, it's, hey, it's, it's a little kinko. Sad. Sad. It's yeah, more, that was pathetic the, pervert. I like alliteration. <laughs> you do, don't you? All right, let's... Uh, oh, you know what? Two uh, takes, two takes, John? Two, two takes two on takes? Uh, gut or numbers. I like the the, the title. Very, very good. We're going to get our... Ooh. This is our last chance to kind of talk about uh, 2020 uh, Major League Baseball because this past week, the World Series concluded with the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, beating the Tampa Bay Rays four games to two, and uh, the Rays being the underdogs, uh, I think a lot of people were rooting for, and uh, Dodgers heavy favorites ended up winning it. And there was a lot of controversy surrounding the sixth game. It was a do or die game for the Rays. Obviously, if they lose, they pack up and go home. While if they won, they had a chance to go to a seventh game, seven game World Series. So the controversy lies in the fact that we have a pitcher. By the mm. name of Blake Snell, a six yep. foot four lefty, Cy Young Award winner in 2018 on the mound for yeah. the Rays, very very dominating. He yeah, has he, gone through. He took, he, he took out. He took out their sluggers. He struck them out twice. Yeah, it's like the, the three best guy, hitters. Yeah, the, the three, three best hitters. Yeah, their top hitters came up Mookie. twice. Mookster, I mean Mookie Betts. Uh, yep. He ended up coming up so here's what happens it the the manager kevin cash is what you might call a um, metrics guy sometimes it's called sabermetrics he is a guy who basically keeps track of a lot of numbers and throughout the whole season and by the way there is a success story not just the season well let's start with the season yeah well yeah let's let's start because let's start with the database of the series yeah because I, i was almost done in a gist there yeah. <laughs> so just real quick, the Rays yeah. were by far the most successful team in the whole major leagues. Would you take a look at their record? They're the only team to win 40 games. Second was 36. So this is a man who has a plan, a plan that he sticks through thick or thin, where mm-hmm. how he's going to use his pitchers. And uh, Blake uh, Snell, he has, has never gone to, to a complete game. Uh, and by far, the I think he's maybe gone into, if you look at the whole history, over 180 games he started over the last four years. He's never gone beyond like maybe one uh, out into the eighth inning. So this is a guy who's never even completed a game. And he is, he's got nine strikeouts. A guy gets a hit in the sixth inning and boom. The manager's out there, and Mookie Betts is coming up, and Mookie Betts has already struck out twice. 
he decides to yank him because he has relied upon his bullpen and particularly a guy named Nick Anderson to come in to follow the starter and usually could get those outs that are needed in order to get out of the inning. Yeah. It blew up. It did um, blow up, but in defense of, of uh, Mr. Snell, you know, that hit that guy got was a blooper. I mean, oh, it was a cheesy it, hit, yeah. It was, yeah, a, it was a cheese ball. It was a cheese ball all the way that he hit. It was just, just boom. Uh, what did it go between the infield and the outfield? Was that it? Yeah, Texas Leaguer, Duck Snort. Uh, you can, there's all <laughs> kinds of names for it. Um, Duck Snort. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's an announcer who basically cleans up what he calls when he's off the air a duck fart. He decided oh. that when he's on the air, he's going to call it a duck snort. Snort. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> I love the language of baseball, don't you, John? Yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, so the, the problem is that w- 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 that I see is we've kind of laid out the the, the, the and I guess mm-hmm. your take would be: uh, Are you, Mister Fan? I think the uh, uh, egregious error has been made by the uh, manager. Uh, or do you feel that he stuck with his stats and therefore he made the right decision? It just didn't work out. Well, let me tee this up first before I say give my pronouncement. Uh, you are oh. asking my, my well. I'm just saying that I thought we teed are it you? up, but go for it again. Uh, only one thing, and that is game two. I can't get game two of this World Series uh, oh. out of my mind. Oh, good, good, good. Another yeah. game. Game game two. Uh, we've got the same setup. You know, we got Snell on the mound, mm. and he was it game two. He did this. I'm pretty sure it was. Tell me if I'm wrong. He he got up there and he was pitching a similar kind of game. He was really scorching it, and all of a sudden he wasn't. And yeah. two runs got scored off of him. Now, two. You, oh, two men got on base. That's that was what it was. Okay. They had two men on base and. They pulled him in the same Nick Nick Anderson as the replacement guy. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. You're, you're, so Nick, you're spot Nick on. Came in, Nick came in to relieve, and he saved the day and got him out of that bad inning. So, you know, it's not like this is a distant memory for Kevin Cash, the manager. He's going, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'll have this is deja vu all over again. I'm not going to chance it. And plus, maybe Mookie and the boys have figured out uh, – uh, Blake's mojo, you know, and they got him decoded. But, you know, on the other side of this argument, you know, a lot of the players, and you can see this picture we have in a photo bomb of one of the guys walking off this conference on the mound. I don't know if that's a coach or a player, but he's got a face. Yeah, I I think that's Brandon Lowe. I was just in the process of trying to figure that out. That would be the second baseman. Uh, I think that's who it is. You got to be kidding. Yeah, it's like, is this for real? And Snell himself, when he walked out off the mound, yeah, we dropped a huge f bomb. And you can read his lips; you don't have to hear the the audio. You could tell. So he was he really was <laughs> dialed in. He was We're in need of a gif, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be one if there isn't already. So that's the, that's the a little more granularity on the tee up. But basically, the question is: if you are a team with a limited budget, and you know. When you go to the east part of the country, these these Rays, they are the Oakland A's. It even rhymes with them. They have the same kind of financial constraints. They yeah. are a very poor club, and they can't afford to spend a lot of money on big-name players. So what they got to do is they've got to use the stats in order to get the most out of the people they can get. So that's Kevin Cash's sin, 
Now, am I a metrics or a statistics guy when it comes to baseball? I'm both. I'm for metrics during the season because that's how you acquire talent and get through the season and put together streaks and other good things. But I think it's a different game when you get into the postseason. I think it's a whole different game of baseball. It's played differently. The emotions are different, whatever. And I think the key to winning that sort of thing is sometimes doing the unexpected and being prepared to do the unexpected, like leaving the guy in or whatever it is or switching up the batting order or well, anything to throw throw the opponents off. Well, first thing is I what has to be considered, I think, uh, I agree. I think the way you've said it is the way I actually feel, and that is that, you're a team that's got a $50 million payroll playing another team that's got a payroll over $200 million. You have limited resources, and what you need to do is you need to use those in the most efficient and effective way you can. Season for a, Even a season of 60 games, you can deploy a strategy and not suffer a lot of damage by it not working out once out of every four or five times. Keep in mind that the Rays had the best record out of the 60 yeah. game schedule, that's, and they, they, they lost 20 games. They were 40 yeah. and 20. So therefore, we know that strategy is not going to work. There is no room for failure with respect to your strategy. So that, you know, that 15, 20% chance of it not working is, is a, it's a error that you cannot recover from. No. So that's part of it. I want to also point out the fact that the, the database, as you were commenting, looking at the series or the postseason, as it relates to the regular season, also plays into that because, you see, we've got the most recent, that second game, and I'm so glad you cited it, is a game yeah. in which Nick Anderson did not do as well as he had done in the past. He was able to come in, and the Rays were able to win that game, but they won it in spite of the fact that uh, Anderson gave up hits, runs, and also Snell's men on base were also a, a war. You know, they, they were put up against the Snell. So the bottom line is that we have recent history showing yeah. that Anderson had not done that well. Now, here's a little piece that when you got to think about the emotion side of it, you got a pitcher there who basically has only thrown 73 pitches, and he's thrown as many as over 100 several times during the regular season. He's relatively fresh. So as a result, we've got a guy who's on a – he's got a lot of momentum. He's really doing well. You can see the team is probably going to be really geared up for this guy to continue on. On the right. other side of the equation, you take him out of the you take him out of the game, and guess who is going to be just jumping and going hip, hip, hooray? The Dodgers. Yeah, they were too. They <laughs> exactly. Were. They interviewed him, and they said, you know, hey, we were pretty pleased when he went out. Looking, these guys were not looking forward to facing Snell again because exactly. he was on fire. He was on fire. So I, I got a feeling that if Cash would have gone out mm-hmm. and would have talked to the guy and get the Dodgers all pumped up that he's going to be the push button manager, and if he would have walked off the mound and let him in there. There could have been a little downside on the emotion as it relates to the other side. So right. I think this is with a small uh, sample size when it comes to doing strategy that we have in postseason. You've mm-hmm. got to really take into effect the most recent, uh, you know, data. Yeah. You've got to take the moment as we live it. And there's yeah. also some some history that I looked at and saw where um, this reminds me of 2003 where a, a player, a pitcher by the name of Josh Beckett, for the Florida Marlins, who uh, were big, severe underdogs against the Yankees, decided to pitch him complete two complete games in the postseason. How many complete games had he had before that? Zero. 
Yeah. So in other yeah. words, he felt that his the, the emotion and, and the, the momentum and everything would carry you. And I think this is a time where, as a fan, we all want to see it. Hey, this is this, this, this yeah. is the World Series. Let's have some fun. Come on. Yeah, yeah. How is anyone ever going to pitch a no-hitter if you never finish a game? Yeah, that's a whole nother. I hate those combined yeah, no-hitters. Well, let's, 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 let's do groaners because we got a schedule to keep. <laughs> Okay. Oh, groaners. We've got groaners. Do we have groaners? Yeah. I've got groaners. Uh, I do. You have, have groaners? groaners? That's what I've been told. So let's go ahead and. Oh, let's go. Shoot. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, you're ready, but I've got to. Oh, here, here we go. Photos. Okay. I've got two groaners. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauter Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. The coach. He gives me four groaners this last week. He can hardly wait. The show will be over a matter of minutes. And before I know it, I get a text message with some fresh groaners. So here we go. He was quick. He's really quick on the trigger when it comes to groaners, of course, only. Okay. (laughs) In a chip. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking through because these are so good. Okay. I got got them. I I, I got them. Okay. Here. First one. What happens when you cut? The oxygen supply to the king. <laughs> what happens what? when you cut? There will what? be no heir to the throne. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is excellent. I like that one. Oh, I, like I should have maybe one. saved that. Mm. Ooh. Well, okay, so here's... Number yeah, okay. Number two. What do you call someone who observes a crime in an, in an Apple store? Someone who's who observes a crime in an Apple store. What do you call that person? I snitch. I don't know. Good. Yeah, you like that. An eyewitness. Oh. (laughs) I wasn't thinking, was I? iPhone eyewitness. Yeah. It's good. It It is. All right. You know, I probably did them in the wrong order. No, 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 no. They're both good. These are both high-quality groaners. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of sad when we realize the season's over with and our show's almost over with. What the heck? Oh, our show's Very not sad. over. We're going to do another one next week. Be of good cheer. There's always another day. There's always another Saturday. 